Hey, I'm so glad you're here. I'm John Ortberg, and we're a little community of folks online who are learning to live in connection with God, to surrender to Him. I can't. God can. Think I'll let Him. And we're uh, these days looking at uh, some of the deepest questions of life. So grateful for so many of them. A lot of them are just very sacred that you all have sent in. Here's the one I want to look at today. Somebody writes in, uh, I, I'm always drawn closest to Christ, where I grow the most spiritually during my hardest times. And this is consistent with what I've been learning in these podcasts. Yet, I make every effort to avoid pain and hardship in my life. How do I reconcile this? Should I be seeking out pain and suffering? I don't think so. Sometimes I'm enjoying a mountaintop experience and I'm wondering, okay, when is the hammer going to fall? So there's a huge problem and a huge question for us and a strange paradox that uh, we tend to know that uh, we grow the most in difficult times. I was part of a survey years ago and asked people the question, when did you experience most spiritual growth? And the number one answer by far wasn't uh, through times of teaching or learning or studying. It was through pain, through suffering. And so what we value the most often comes uniquely when we suffer. And yet it does make me say, okay, I want more pain. I want more suffering. And of course it should not. Um, uh, it would be masochistic to want pain and suffering. However, it's possible to come to value the kind of growth and development and meaning that enables me to endure when pain and suffering comes. And a large part of what this involves is what's realistic for me to expect in my life, in my life with God, in my spiritual life. I can remember when I was a kid growing up in church, often there was this idea that life should just keep getting better and better and better. There was a chorus that we used to sing. None of you will be old enough to remember this one, but it went like this. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. No, it's not. Not at all. Now, I, I get part of the sentiment behind that, that each day is an opportunity to rejoice and to seek to be with God, and I want to grow and to know Him better. But as a matter of fact, if I expect every day to be better than the day that went before, I will be violating a basic tenet or rhythm or law of humanity. And spirituality does not allow me to escape the reality of humanity. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters. It was in the guise of an older tempter demon writing advice to his younger nephew, tempter demon. And at one point, the younger nephew is all excited because uh, his patient, the human being that he was trying to tempt away from God, was going through some real dryness and difficulty and and uh, spiritual aloneness. And so uh, Wormwood, who's the younger demon, is thrilled about this and thinks he's about to you know, win the spiritual battle. And old Uncle Screwtape writes to him, have you never heard about the law of undulation? And this is what he says. Humans are amphibians, half spirit, half animal. As spirits, they belong to the eternal world, but as animals, they inhabit time. This means that while their spirit can be directed to an eternal object, their bodies, passions, imaginations are in continual change, for to be in time means to change. Their nearest approach to constancy, therefore, is undulation. 
the repeated return to a level from which they repeatedly fall back, a series of troughs and peaks. If you had watched your patient carefully, you would have seen this undulation in every department of his life. His interest in his work, his affection for his friends, his physical appetites all go up and down. As long as he lives on earth, periods of emotional and bodily richness and liveliness will alternate with periods of numbness and poverty. The dryness and dullness through which your patient is now going are not, as you fondly suppose, your workmanship. They are merely a natural phenomenon. In other words, if my expectation for my life, my emotional life, my experiences, my spiritual life is because I'm seeking to follow God, every day will be better than the one that came before. Uh, I will be setting myself up for frustration. I will blame myself for variations that are not actually my fault. I will think that there is some formula by which I can create better and better experiences all the time and I will be doomed to perpetual frustration. Not only is all of that true, Lewis goes on in the book to say that it may surprise you to learn that in God's efforts to uh, possess souls, we might think God's efforts to create glorious souls, to create human beings uh, who have courage and persistence and character and judgment and discernment and are able to live wonderful lives uh, God often relies on troughs more than peaks, and some of his special favorites have gone through longer and deeper troughs than anyone else. And so I come to value those things, and I'm learning about this in my own life, not because I want pain, not because I want suffering, I don't. I would give anything in the world to be able to get rid of some of what I carry, but because there are these remarkable statements in Scripture that are true, and wise people across time, even in different traditions, have understood them. Romans 5, Paul's talking about uh, boasting in the hope of the glory of God. And then not only that, but we also boast in suffering. Why? Because I want suffering? No, nobody in their right mind wants suffering. But because it is possible in suffering to develop perseverance, if I can be faithful in it. And then over time, that perseverance might turn into character because it's so deeply embedded in me. And then that character might lead to hope that just cannot be extinguished. That's why James says, when all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your life, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. It's that same idea. Instead of resisting them, because you can't make them go away, and God has yet to bless anybody except for the situation in which they find themselves, instead of that, welcome them. Now, I think a real helpful thing to do is uh, don't think about starting with the enormous problems, the terribly excruciating suffering, but start with the little ones. And if you stop and think about it, life actually presents itself to us every day as a series of problems, a series of challenges, a series of tasks, things that I did not want to have happen. The internet is down. The link to this technology is not working. My spouse says something to me that I think is kind of cranky or grumpy. I don't have a spouse and I'm reminded of that. My child says to me, I think you need therapy. I go onto Facebook and somebody has a better golf game than me or a better family than me or a better income than I actually have. 
a dental bill comes in and it's too big. I lose my daytimer. I have this antiquated thing called the daytimer and I lose it and I don't know where I'm supposed to be tomorrow or the next week. The dog puts on 10 pounds. These are all things that happen just in a single day. And, and often what happens is I'm not really deeply aware of them. I just become vaguely, uh, chronically, uh, uh, grumpy about them. And the alternative is to recognize them and to welcome them because they offer me an opportunity to invite God into my life and see his goodness. And I come to expect the law of undulation. I have uh, written two very professional graphs here. Here is what we want in our experiential life. I want every day to be better than the one that came before. I want to start down here, come to know God, love God, and then just every day gets better and better and better. That's what we want. Uh, here's what we actually get, and it's the law of undulation. It's peaks and valleys. There's an old Charlie Brown cartoon where Lucy's having a bad day, and Charlie Brown says to her, you know, life is full of ups and downs, and she says, I don't want ups and downs. I just want ups. I just want ups and then more ups. But we were not created by God that way. We are amphibians. We are hybrids. We are spirit, and yet we are bodily. And as bodily creatures, there are rhythms to our life. And uh, here's the key. Uh, the main question to ask is not um, what experience can I get? It's what contribution can I make today? See, we are tempted constantly to worship our experience, to just want uh, happiness and pleasure and good circumstances. And here's the paradox uh, when I follow God, when I seek to serve God, then gratitude and goodness and meaning and purpose come as well. When I worship God, I get experience thrown in. When I worship experience, I get neither God nor experience. So uh, there will be trouble. You don't have to want it. You don't actually have to search for it or manufacture it. Matthew 6, 34, Jesus makes this remarkable statement when he, he's been talking about, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And then he says, each day has trouble enough of its own. The old King James said, sufficient to the day is the trouble thereof. What does that mean? Well, of course, it certainly means that every day life in this world is going to bring trouble. We are hybrid creatures and we live in a fallen world. I think, too, maybe, maybe, maybe it means that if you really want to grow, there will be enough trials, there will be enough problems, there is enough brokenness, there is enough pain to give you the raw material to work with, to bring it to God. And you and I can welcome it. We don't have to manufacture it. We don't have to like the pain, but we can love the goodness that can be produced inside of us. So uh, today, walk together with God in the peaks and in the valleys. And I'll see you tomorrow.